David Bacher, Korean Capital's Chief Investment Officer. Korean Capital publishes an informative summary of asset class and fund performance returns every month, which is suitable for any level of investor. The report can be found on Korean Capital's website or biznews.com. David, January was a roller coaster. Something that really stood out for me in the report was the disparity between returns in South Africa. I'm talking South African bonds and equities versus its global peers. So much for South Africa being the dog when it comes to an investment destination. Absolutely, Justin. Uh, I mean, looking back at January, the buzzwords were definitely inflation and rising interest rates, and that spooked the market. Uh, and despite a very strong last two days, global markets ended down materially, down 8%. Now, looking at the South African equity market uh, in an environment as tricky as that, if you look at the MSCI South African index, we were actually up, up 6% in dollar terms. And that's a phenomenal uh, result. And as you know, at Corian, um, we've had a positive view on South Africa. We've had a positive view on South African equities. And fortunately for, for our clients, you know, this proved to be the, the, the right move. And you know, we went against many of our peers, um, uh, seldom picked up a newspaper or read a, on social media a negative article about South Africa. And we thought that was really not looking at valuations. And we thought the valuations in South Africa were compelling. So we went a bit against the grain and, and that paid, paid dividends. David, global equities, not one fund in the green in January. The best performing fund down just less than 1% with the worst performing fund 21% lower for the month. I remember one of our first conversations early last year, we were talking about the team at Anchor and Signia who were bullish on tech and its prospects. Those funds were raved about for months and now they're everyone's enemies. Being in the investment space is very tough, is it not, David? It certainly is. Mr. Market can humble you very, very quickly. So you know, you've got to be careful what you say. Investing is a long-term game. Uh, you could look uh, cleverer than you actually are, and you could look you know, stupider than you really are. Um, so you really have to think about long-term numbers in investing. And just from our side at Corian, you know, we try and stay away from funds that we feel is more about the current story than about current valuations. Um, and for this reason, we had little exposure to tech-centric funds. We are underweight that part of the market. Um, and, you know, we saw things a bit differently. Um, uh, you know, the, to some extent, and uh, maybe I'm being a bit critical, uh, uh, you, you seem to have a lot of market commentators, you know, selling what is the easy sell. The, the funds that are performing well recently, the funds that are topical, the funds, you know, you, you hear all the time, SA is uninvestable, uh, get your money out the country, it's all about the fourth industrial revolution, it's a new world. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's a price for the asset you pay and you've got to take that into account. This growth to value rotation is in full force. What are the team at Corian saying? Is this just the beginning? We certainly think it's just the beginning. It's been a, a massive snapback. If you look at a global equities, uh, MSCI value index was down about 1%, while, while the growth index was down 9 So that's a, a 8% dispersion, which is, which is significant. But we still think that there's a long way to play. Um, 
There's two main reasons for that. Um, one is rising interest rates tend to favor value stocks. Um, and the reason for that is a lot of investors value stocks using net present value of future earnings. And especially high growth stocks that have um, have expected earnings in the distant future. This means they're discounting earnings back at a much higher discount rate, which, which you know, when your dis rate, discount rate goes up, your net present value goes down. So rising interest rates is a headwind for growth stocks. We think it's very favorable for value stocks. And the second point, when we look at our graphs and our, our analysis at Corian, just terms of valuations where value stocks have been trading relative to their history and growth stocks and momentum stocks relative to their history, you have two different extremes. Value, the value of value, so to speak, is still compelling and not so much for the growth part of the market. David, I spoke to John Picard, 91's value fund manager yesterday. It was the first time that we chatted. Super interesting investment philosophy. He tries not to overcomplicate matters and focuses on mean reversion, what you've been saying, choosing the out-of-favor stocks, forgetting the story and focusing on valuation. 17.2% per annum for 20-plus years. Are there better managers with a track record like that in South Africa? We admire John a lot. I've been analyzing funds and, and, and uh, our first meeting with John Descartes, I haven't seen him recently, was probably about 23 years ago. And why we admire him is that, you know, he, he sticks to his knitting. Um, investing is not a fast fashion. It's not about constantly chopping and changing. It's about sticking to your process and making sure that you follow that philosophy that you think will provide your clients with the best return over the very long term. And that is something I think John Bicard is a flag bearer. You know, he, he doesn't really think one year, three year out. He thinks five, 10 years out. Um, he, he expects his clients to understand what they're getting into. He sticks to his principles. And yes, there's been a lot of volatility. And at Corian, we probably have a different risk appetite. Well, our clients have a different risk appetite uh, than him. But, you know, uh, sticking to your philosophy uh, uh, and focusing on long term is something that we share in common. Uh, and he, he, over that long period of time, if you started in a fund and you hold your course, you would have significantly outperformed. Which other managers or funds stood out for you at the moment? Well, it was great to see boutique and smaller managers doing so well. Um, if you look at the one year and the, uh, and the one month uh, numbers, you could see a lot of the smaller uh, managers at the top of the rankings. And, you know, at Corian, we love to invest in small managers. We think the South African market is, is relatively small. It's relatively liquid. And the ability to go down the market cap size into mid caps and small caps, I think if you're nimble and, and you can move fast, you can take advantage of those situations, which has certainly been where you needed to be, uh, you know, mid and small caps over the last year. So across the board, it was nice to see boutique managers. If I have to think of the big house that really caught my eye, is actually MNG. Uh, their equity fund is a, a significant size fund in, in South Africa. Their equity fund outperformed peers by about 10% over the last year for a, a house that size. Um, that, that's a really commendable performance by them. So I'll hat tip to them. What asset classes are the team at Corian thinking will outperform going forward into the rest of 2022? Well, 
our clients really expect us to think about returns in the context of risk. Um, so in this context, uh, we'll have to say we're extremely bullish on a more conservative asset class being South African domestic bonds. Um, if you consider that there's been many years since South African inflation is actually lower than US inflation, yet our spread between our 10-year bond and the American 10-year bond has actually widened considerably. To us, that, that doesn't make sense. Um, and I actually read something from uh, a gentleman called Nolan Wagenau, who's, who's actually at Anchor. He's the head of the interest team. And he wrote, you know, imagine a value stock with a dividend of 9.3. That is the all bond index. And we think that we concur with that view. David, we get all these American commentators. They say the days of the 60-40 portfolio are gone. Do you disagree within the South African space? You're saying that bonds do add value and the 60-40 is still alive. Well, we're very bullish domestic bonds. But as bullish as we are domestic bonds, we are actually bearish global bonds. We've had next to no exposure to, to global bonds. Rising interest rates you know, is, is not the environment to be in bonds uh, and rising inflation. I think the the difference between the South African bonds and the global bonds is that uh, our inflation is, is a bit lower and the yield you're getting to pay for taking that risk is a lot higher. So we have different views on, on, on from a local and a global perspective. We certainly uh, would not want to have a lot of our, our clients' money in offshore bonds.